0: We are 100% going to talk about why when you scratch your ass crack, it makes you want to
1: pee. You said all those things. That was you. That wasn't me. Yes, 100%. I have to know what about scratching your ass crack makes you need to pee. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT community, host of All Things Testosterone, where we help men and women walk through the struggles related to uh, hormone replacement therapy. Uh, today, we've got a special guest, Dr. Faith Coates. She's the hilarious integrative endocrinologist on TikTok, and she's empowering men and women to take their sexy back. You can find her online at FaithfulDoc or faithfuldoc.com to get her free ebook, apply to work with her, or get tips and tricks for taking your health back into your own hands. Dr. Faith offers telemedicine services, natural skin care treatment, and entertaining health education on TikTok. That's actually how I found her. She's super funny. Uh, She's a naturopathic medical doctor that focuses on optimal hormone wellness by integrating conventional treatments with traditional therapies. She mainly focuses on women uh, and helping women reclaim their energy and sex drive by using diet, lifestyle, and supplementation. Both men and women need optimal testosterone to feel great and stave off illnesses. She's out there. She's wild. She's crazy, but she's also a medical doctor and she knows her stuff. Quick update. We've been doing uh, giveaways every Wednesday uh, in the TRT community Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash TRT community. I'm also sending them out via text, to via email. You can text TRT to 66866 to join the email list to make sure that you don't miss any of these updates, but Every week, we're either giving away a 10-milliliter vial of testosterone. Yes, medical necessity uh, is a requirement. Uh, free lab work, uh, free amino injectables, or uh, what's the other thing? What else are we giving away? A lipo B injectable. Like I said, completely free. Um, in some cases, like if, if you win the testosterone, you've got to, uh, provide labs to Dr. Kenny, uh, over at matrix hormones. This is courtesy of matrix hormones, by the way, provide them labs. They'll do the consult. Um, if you win the free lab work, then they'll give you a free consult to go over those labs and review any potential issues and, and provide a treatment plan for you. Text TRT to 66866. That will join the mailing list so that you're sure to see it this week. Um, there is one going. If you go to testosteronepodcast.com slash giveaway, we'll, uh, there's a little form there. You can fill it out, enter. That'll give you one entry, and then it'll take you to a page where you can do like six or seven different things to gather more entries, such as follow us on Instagram rate and review the podcast, that kind of thing. If you're looking for a doctor, you can also find one on that same website. At the top right corner, find a doctor, boom, search your zip code. It'll, it'll give you a list of clinics and doctors. Uh, if you're on mobile, hit the hamburger menu, boom, find a doctor, same deal. Anyway, so Dr. Coates is in the waiting room. going to admit her now. We're going to get this show on the road. Doc.
0: Can you hear me?
1: I sure can. How are you?
0: Oh, I can hear you. Ah. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm rushing about. So sorry yeah. if I'm a little dismantled, but
1: I just did a little intro that I put together from TikTok about you. So everybody knows who you are and what you're, what you got going on.
0: Awesome. I'm going to put on a little, a uh, bit of a background, um, just so that I can get a little, is that virtual background? Just a little blur. That way it's not crazy. All right. Does this look crazy?
1: Nope. Super blurry.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Ain't nobody need to see my background. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Are you? I don't get to talk to people about testosterone very often. Really? So.
1: Well, we will today. Here's what I put together from TikTok.
0: For those of you who don't know me, I'm a doctor on this app and I help women reclaim their sexy. And I'm about to blow your mind. Oh, we are a hundred percent going to talk about why when you scratch your ass crack, it makes you want to pee. The little swimmers can live in the urethra and then you can have uh, peckers from the pre-gaming fluid. We're a hundred percent going to talk about what happens when you leave your cooter stick in your punanny for far too long. So let's talk about why testosterone has been so low in this country. As our plastic exposure goes up, our testosterone goes down. Next thing is stress. Cortisol can actually steal your testosterone. You get a man of stress, I was like asking him to give birth. Last thing is low vitamin D. Over 60% of the world is vitamin D deficient. Your body needs vitamin D to make more testosterone. This is for both men and women. Next time there's some Don jokes about taking the D, tell him. He needs to take his D too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I can see your face while I'm playing that and you've got some kind of reaction, maybe a little bit of embarrassment, but you said all those things. That was you. That wasn't me. Yes.
0: 100%. So I, I'm saying the get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to know what about scratching your ass crack makes you need to pee. <laughs>
0: So you have nerves that travel all the way down your back and at the bottom of your back, right, be- right above your ass crack, <laughs> you have little nerve endings okay. and basically they innervate parts of your bladder. And so your bladder is kind of opposite than most things in your body. And the fact that you, it has to relax. Uh, when I was in medical school, I, I thought, you know, when muscles squeeze, they have to contract. And so therefore you have to like squeeze it, but that's actually opposite for the bladder. So when you have to pee, you have to relax in order for those nerve endings to be stimulated for your muscle to contract so you can get the urine out
1: okay and and scratching (laughs) scratching the ass crack relaxes you
0: yeah, very, very, very gently because it's kind of like 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 when you barely touch your skin and then you're you get those goosebumps and your hair rises. Yeah. Very gently like that, and it kind of stimulates those parasympathetic nerves or those rest and relaxation uh, relaxation innervations. Okay,
1: awesome. So I, I played that little you know forty second clip just so people could kind of get an idea of <laughs> what we're dealing with today. And that's where you okay. know I found you on TikTok. I'm I don't do a whole lot on TikTok. I just follow people, but found you there. Thought you were funny and wanted to bring you in because predominantly speak to males. However, they've got wives. And what ends up happening a lot of times is when these guys have low T, uh, they've got that brain fog and the lack of drive and ambition and they just kind of wander around like a zombie. And a lot of the times it's the wife that takes the reins and she does the research, um, figures out what's going on and she's the one that ends up helping, you know, fast forward six months
0: into the the doctor.
1: (laughs) Right, right. And then, you know, six months down the road, the man's feeling great and the wife is kind of left behind. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, we're also focusing on the women, picking up that slack. And, you know, after you've helped your husband become some superhuman man and father, husband, you know, we want to, we want to speak to them too. So, um, you know, I, I've already talked about you being a naturopathic doctor, um, your services, where they can find you, that kind of thing. And in doing some research, I found that you had always wanted to be a doctor, but not always endocrinology, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. So I I had an interesting past when it comes to becoming where I am now. I thought I was going to be an eye doctor. I I was going to be an eye surgeon. I thought eyes were so freaking cool. My eyes changed color. So as a child, I was just like, yes, I want to deal with that. And then I grew up (laughs) and I went to college and I was like, you know, surgery isn't really for me. I, you know, I followed around some surgeons. I saw some surgeries. It was cool, but the lifestyle just was not for me. I just couldn't do the whole 6 days a week on. And then I went and worked in the ER and I was more interested in the uh the tomfoolery, if you want to call it, the MacGyverness of the naturopathic world or the holistic world. Uh, I really hate calling it that because it's integrative. You know, it's, it's just basically using conventional with the traditionals and finding a middle ground so that if you don't want to take medications, you don't have to, there are uh, lots of other ways you can do it. So then when I was, I couldn't get into the right medical schools. I wanted to, With the, the interviews that I was doing, they were just so, um, it was not my not my scene, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like I went and I was like, this is not where I want to go. It's not where I want to be. So I was like about to just kind of quit medicine and try something completely different. And that's when I found naturopathic medicine. And I was like, this is it. This is where I want to go. Through there, you can do all kinds of amazing things. You can focus on different areas of medicine and and you end up integrating it. You know, the one thing about allopathic stuff is that when you Scope of practice is very limited. You can only focus on really a small subsection of it and it's all disease related. There's no optimization really. So even if you have somebody who's kind of a little low, you can't really bring them up to the levels that you want to without having to justify it, not only with insurance companies, but with giving the medications and there's risks and there's, uh, there's some serious risks. There's also benefits, but a lot of times the risks are a little bit more than you would like. Uh, whereas when you have the integrative world and you have the functional medicine world and the optimization, you can work with the body to get it to its great levels with or without medications. So I'll optimize somebody with medications and we'll do kind of a hybrid thing. And so we can get them feeling the best. But I don't have to just focus on endocrinology. I can make sure their gut health is doing well. And if they've got skin cons- concerns, I can address all of those things without having to be stuck in a little tiny bubble that my medical scope is basically not allowing me
1: to so would you say that or could you put a percentage on the amount of patients that you're able to optimize without using medication is it significant oh uh
0: almost all of them um i actually moved away from using uh hrt and trt and things like that because i'm i'm seeing more people as like um all over the world so my scope of practice cannot do that unless they're in state um but we're able to improve their levels tremendously i mean some women go from barely registering on the the testosterone or free and total and dhea uh, to having well over optimal levels just by using things like herbs and and diet and lifestyle. Uh, for men, it's a little bit more difficult, but a lot of it has to do with lifestyle stuff. So yeah. if we can get them to stop stressing, start drinking enough water, exercising, eating the right foods, that can get you a couple hundred points right there mm-hmm. without even having to do things like introducing either TRT or DHEA or anything like that.
1: Sure. You would be the perfect doctor to ask. I had a, a, a voice question, an anonymous voice question. So if you don't mind, uh, off the cuff, I want to play this. I think it's like 30 or 40 seconds, but it's a gentleman asking a question that kind of fits right into what you're saying there, and then I'd like you to address it.
0: Most of the guys on TRT that that are talking about it have had to start using a CPAP machine. They're on uh, other things because the TRT affects other uh, hormones and causes other issues. Um, Blood pressure's gone up. They've had to get blood work done, or they've had to donate blood. It's kind of become like I, I'm not sure if if the trade off is is worth it. Is this as common as what I'm what I'm seeing, or is there is it typically not cause issues? Um, I I don't know. Really I know if that's something that you can directly answer, but it would be much appreciated.
1: Yeah, so he's speaking to a lot of the things that you're alluding to. You know, having to donate blood and and those kinds of things. So, what do you think about that? I mean. Are there times with with men or women that it can not be worth it doing the TRT?
0: Great question. So I find that like one in 10 men, that's about the the average uh, that get affected by this, they get this pseudo um, polycythemia. So what ends up happening is they have way too many red blood cells because the testosterone tends to just make your red blood cells a lot bigger or more in number. So those, those are the people that need to do the medical uh, blood donations. Um, that is not as common as, as we would expect. But that's why when we do lab testing for the first time, of course, the first time before you even get on testosterone replacement, we have to make sure that your testosterone levels are in that low range. And then we also have to check the prostate levels and make sure that those are all in well within uh, limits, as well as we like to do a CBC, which is your complete blood panel. What that's going to do is it's going to give us a baseline of how much uh, red blood cells you actually make. Uh, we also like to obviously do all the other stuff, the SHBGs and the DHEAs and all those kind of things to make sure those don't artificially increase. So after you've been on testosterone for about four weeks or so, I like to test about four days after the, the first inject, or sorry, four weeks, and then four days would be right after it. So it's not at its complete peak. We like to do not only the total testosterone and all the other markers, but we run the CBC again to make sure that those red blood cells uh, didn't increase. If they did, we do about you know, three to four times a year we'll do medical um, blood donations. And if you're somebody who likes to give blood anyway and likes to give back, then that's great for them. But it's not feasible for everybody. Not everybody likes needles. So they don't really want to do that. Yeah. So with that being said, there are other options. They're not going to get your levels up to like, I mean, they might, but I have seen the people who have to go from like a 200 to 300 uh, total testosterone range up to like that. I personally like it around 950. That's where I think guys feel amazing. 950, a thousand. I think the upper range is anywhere from a thousand to 1200. Um, and as integrative doctors, we like to shoot for that 80% range. Cause that's just where, you know, it's completely safe, but also you feel amazing when you get at those levels as well. <laughs> Um, but with that being said, there are other things you can do. There are other herbs, um, that you can take and making sure everything else is a part of it. So it really just depends on the patient and meeting them where they're at. And sometimes it has to do with using a bioidentical versus a synthetic TRT and that can make all the difference as well. Cause it's how your body's actually processing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, you, you said something a minute ago, I had a, a follow-up question for you. Um, I don't remember what it was. Oh, well. Herbs uh,
0: related? <laughs> no, uh,
1: it had to do with, oh, oh, so, okay. I normally advise people whenever they're asking about um, donating blood, I, I would normally just say, you know, we've got uh, the largest Facebook group support system going on. So if there's, somebody's asking in there, yeah, just go donate blood. It's no big deal. Um do you see a lot of patients because, you know, two or three years ago, I struck a nerve with someone and it was this huge blow up thing, crashing ferritin and iron levels, donating blood too often. Is that is that a real threat? I mean, if you're donating, donating blood three times a year, is that something that the average person is going to going to run into?
0: Not three times a year. Uh you know, we obviously you're going to be under the care of a doctor to make sure that your iron levels are correct because we can see if your red blood cells are getting too low. Then we want to be checking things like iron and ferritin. What I do notice though is people who have a lot of inflammation, like a lot of inflammation, which could be due to lifestyle, chronic pain, you know, genetics, um, autoimmune conditions, things like that. Uh, their ferritin levels can kind of swing, and it can either be really high or really low, and that could also add on to it. So it's really important to be able to make sure that you're, you know, being seen by a doctor and making sure they're taking care of your health uh, all the time. But I have to say, three times a year, not really. I mean, you've got women who are bleeding a lot every month. (laughs) And even sometimes they don't even have anemia or have any problems like that. Um, But When you get medical uh, phlebotomy and you're actually donating blood, they should be checking your levels pretty often.
1: Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. We just, you know, it kind of became a big argument and sometimes people just want to oppose anyone they can, but it was this huge deal. If you donate blood, you're going to crash your iron levels and you're going to feel worse than you did before. And I'd never experienced it. And anecdotally, I don't know anybody who who had personally. So I just wanted a, a doctor's opinion
0: i don't see it as often okay. i mean we always want to watch but um yeah it's like i said one in ten guys even have to donate so of those one in ten guys how much yeah, <laughs> yeah. one of those gonna have to need to to right. be monitored for that
1: so in the men's trt world there's there's this um huge disconnect it's hard to find a doctor that knows what they're talking about a doctor that's that wants to help uh do you find that's the case in the women's hormone world is it oh, something that doctors are 100%. ignorant on
0: Oh, my goodness gracious, you would be <laughs> shocked to just to get your testosterone levels tested, just to get them tested, which is like to me in testing. I know people are saying, you know, don't do any unnecessary tests, but I'm just like, what is the harm in knowing? Because yeah. uh, It's not just about testing. It's about having a person who can actually interpret them to be able to get the results that you want. But women, we we have to fight tooth and nail to even get it tested. And then when it's tested, because the ranges are so massively, they're tight in the actual lab interpretation. But in the interpretation world, if you are within range, Mm -hmm. they just dismiss you immediately. So if you can even get someone to test them, that's fantastic. But then you have to have someone who actually takes you seriously. And they're like, oh, this is actually really low. I had a patient couple months ago, about four months ago, we tested her testosterone and it was like her free testosterone. It was 0.2 or something in that range. Now the range for testosterone for women, I think is between 0.2 and 1.2, but women feel really good around two to four, as long as they're not having other symptoms like the PCOS kind of thing. So with that being said, um, she was a mess. (laughs) Like there was other things going on, but absolutely no sex drive to talk about. She was so, I mean, a lot like men, anxiety, depression, no motivation, no drive, brain fog, felt like crap. And her other hormones, they were okay. Her thyroid was good, but her testosterone was just flatlined and her doctor just dismissed her. And he was like, well, you know, it's in range. So they can't make anything medically that they can do for it. And so they're just kind of put out the cold. And they if you go to your doctor and say, hey, I have absolutely no sex drive. They're just like, well, you know, fake it. That's what my friend just told me. She's like, her doctor just told her to fake it. And I'm just like, oh my
1: god. I don't know if it's the <laughs> same kinda... for women, but it, it's really difficult for a guy to to fake it whenever they're not, you know, the libido's down.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Whenever it's I first got my obvious. testosterone tested, it was probably seven years ago, and I don't. I've I've said part of this on on the podcast. I don't think I've ever admitted the second part. Uh, you know, I went to my primary care and I said, you know, I'm, I'm sluggish, I'm fatigued, I've got brain fog, I've got no energy, I'm gaining weight, you know, something's going on, I've done some research, could we check my testosterone? And what he said to me was, well, look at your beard, there's no way you've got low testosterone because you've got a, a full beard. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. So, and and this is the part that I've never admitted, I may be able to get into a lot of trouble for this, but I got the lab requisite from him to check, you know, the slew of other things, And Uh I I went ahead and and checked off the testosterone box myself, estimated it, had the blood done, and I I was paying cash, so it's not like insurance fraud or anything. So, yeah, I I checked the box myself, and when we got the results back, he didn't even think anything of it. I took those somewhere else and and got treatment that way. But, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't do it because I had a beard, you know.
0: That is uh, silly. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of guys who have massive beards. It's the head hair that usually goes first. When you've got – too much testosterone is when your hair actually doesn't grow because testosterone itself stunts the hair growth and it has makes a, the hair cycle a lot shorter. That's why people with high testosterone for men and that doesn't have to necessarily be uh, just testosterone. That can be high DHEA too, which I don't know how much you know about that but it's a precursor into testosterone through the adrenal glands. Mm-hmm. So women who have high amounts of t- testosterone with PCOS, they're going to have a lot of hair loss and then men will also have uh, a similar Thing because it does shorten that hair growth phase.
1: Yeah, yeah, and i've I've heard the beard thing from many other guys. It wasn't just me. not Not same doctor, but just anecdotally, stories all over the TRT community about doctors saying your beard is too good to have low T. And i always, <laughs> it, it really pisses me off.
0: Oh my goodness gracious! That <laughs> is a uh, it blows my mind how much patients get dismissed because yeah. for me that's my like what is your job but to listen to your patients and this whole like we don't need to test because this one sign that's going on with your body you don't know what's going to be inside you right. you have no idea what's happening with this specifically with hormones you have to test first yep. you know some women ask me like how do you how do you balance your hormones and i'm like well figure out the problem is first (laughs) once we actually get a a whole panel done we can then say okay it's not this it's not this it's not this there's your problem let's focus there
1: yeah
0: until then i mean it's medically actually uh negligent to say like no i'm not going to do that because you have this one thing that would tell me to do that the algorithms that we go through in terms of doctors to say like you have this then you go to this and then you go to this thing and you make this treatment in, in the integrative medical space, we don't have algorithms because we treat patients in front of us. We don't treat pieces of paper. Yeah. So it's really important to listen to not only what's going on with their symptoms, but then test so that we can find out if we are right or not.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's a big one, too, is, you know, treating the patient, treating the symptoms, not just treating the numbers. That's what I hear a lot. You know, the doctors are oftentimes just treating numbers. So what does it yeah. look like for a patient to work with you? I noticed on your website, you've got, you know, a work with me link. What does that look like? What are they, what are you doing?
0: So I switched from a one-on-one practice um, to actually doing uh, group style programs. And the reason I did that was because number one, being on TikTok and, and having people literally all over the world, Australia, India, you know, Jamaica, uh, England, Canada, I can't help any of these women so that was one big consideration so i made um basically what i do for to be able to help people with their sex drives and their energy levels and their hormones in general I would be doing the same thing for each patient every single time I saw them. So what I did instead was I recorded a ton of lessons that each go through all the aspects of health and why you need to switch them up and what's the importance of that. Because I noticed when you tell people how things work, all of a sudden they do better because they know how it works, which is something which is really sad that most of the medical field doesn't do, which is they don't give patients enough credit that they understand. So we end up going through life, not being told how something works, just being told they need to take these medications. And then they fall off the wagon because they're never told why they're even taking the medications. And then a lot of times the medications are causing things like nutrient deficiencies and and other symptoms. So then they're taking even more medications and the patient has like no idea. And they're completely in the dark on how their health works. And then we're just like, well, the patient wasn't compliant. The patient didn't know. (laughs) So... What I did was I completely took all that out. And what we do is that we reestablish the foundations of health first. So we make sure people are eating right, sleeping right, making sure they're actually not stressing as much because stress has such an impact on our bodies, on our hormones, on our testosterone, on so many other aspects. And then making sure they're drinking enough water and, and, you know, pooping is kind of important <laughs> <laughs> for everybody, but a lot in the testosterone world because estrogen is gets backed up a lot when we don't actually have a a regular bowel movement we don't have good liver function and gi function So we reestablish all that aspects of health. And then we do an entire intensive two month um, each week. We're resetting each hormone. So we go through thyroid, testosterone, cortisol. We go through uh, the hunger hormones like leptin and ghrelin and insulin, um, estrogen and progesterone so that we can have a really good understanding on how not only understanding how they work, but a complete reset by using certain key nutrients and how the hormones are made. And then um, we move into like reintroducing foods and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of the overview of the program I have. Uh, But there is also lab services. So if people have doctors that won't order labs, or they have, they want to find things out on their own without having to go through a doctor. I have those services where you can buy your own uh, DIY test kit and you can actually uh, you buy it through uh, Thorn um, and then what you do is you take the test and you mail it back in, you get the results. It comes with a little fun health kit, I mean a, a health plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another service I have is I order those tests for you and then I go through them one by one and I say, this is the, this is where your problem particularly are. And this started on a little bit of a starter plan. So these supplements, this lifestyle things, this is what's going to help you optimize those things. And then they can go on with their life and be able to do that. So there's kind of a a whole realm depending on like what your budget is, what you want to know, how much do you want to know, and what your investment, not only in your health, but other things.
1: Okay. And they can do it on your website, right? Yeah. yeah. Faithfuldoc.com. Yeah. And And I'm coming
0: out with smaller programs too. So people can do like mini courses of it. So I'm making one right now for energy levels and establishing all that portions that'll have like meal plans associated with it as well.
1: Is it applicable to men and women or or mostly women both?
0: So my main program is mostly for women. However, it's not like specific. We're going to just talk about periods and things like (laughs) men can still go through it. Um, But the other services are for everybody.
1: Okay. I'm sure you've got a TikTok video about a man having a period anyway, so maybe it is
0: <laughs> You caught me.
1: <laughs> so, ra- if only. <laughs> <night. laughs> Random TikTok question. How does arousal and orgasm improve the immune system by
0: 30%? Good question. Oh, my goodness gracious. So stress. Stress is a huge one, and I can kind of go on and on and on about this, but how they're kind of wrapped together is that when you um, – Number one, two different things, arousal and having an orgasm, completely different things that your body has to do. In order for you to be aroused, you have to be relaxed, but also excited for you to have an orgasm. It's completely opposite in which you have to be completely excited. So that's kind of why a little sidetrack here. This is why antidepressants cause problems with arousal is because antidepressants, uh, keep serotonin around to make you feel you know, content and happy, but serotonin makes you relax. So you can't get an, you can't get an erection because you're not excited enough. Um, so when you, you need to be, uh, relaxed for one portion of that whole event, <laughs> and then you need to be super excited for the other portion to actually like have the orgasm. So your body needs to be a little bit, um, uh, it needs to be, having the right signals and the right times to be able to uh, achieve the right thing. And the reason I censor myself a lot on TikTok <laughs> is because I have my videos like constantly taken down because yeah. I talk about that. Like they yeah. don't like that. <laughs>
1: That's what I figured um, the little swimmers and the priggers and all that, yeah.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, with that being said, um when you have orgasms regularly, you are making your body relax, you're releasing stress, you're putting yourself in a different mind state, you have a lot more endorphins running through your body. Um, What that's going to do that stress management is going to reduce cortisol levels in your body. When you have less cortisol, and I mean, spikes of cortisol, we all have cortisol every day so that we can wake up in the morning and go to bed at night. Um, But spikes are going to be causing problems with like blood sugar regulation. And I can have a whole side (laughs) talk on that. However, (laughs) when you have higher amounts of cortisol it's releasing blood sugar and or sugar into the blood so that your body can quote unquote, like what i like to say, run away from the bear. Like our bodies were meant to be in this like hyper arousal state when we are incredibly stressed out to get away from whatever that attack is. So our body needs enough energy in order to run away in order to mount that stress response. So that being said, um, you have high amounts of, of inflammation that's happening because all that blood sugars is causing other issues. But because cortisol is made in the adrenal glands, you have other hormones made in there, mainly testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, as well as some other helpful uh, hormones and DHEA. When your body is massively stressed, it's going to make a ton of cortisol and your body has to pull that from other areas. And it's all connected in this like really complicated pathway system. So because things can go back and forth, it will take the the. The precursors, which are kind of like, um, it goes down a pathway, right? So if like a hormone starts here, we all start with cholesterol, goes down into progesterone, and the progesterone kind of branches out. And so the testosterone, instead of being made from that whole pathway, your cortisol will steal it and take the precursors with it. So then you end up making less testosterone. So stress is a huge impact, not only on your testosterone levels, but when you stress, your gut actually it stops working as well. Because we our gut, the way it works, it's a rest and digest kind of thing. So I swear there's a a point to this.
1: (laughs) No, Um, I've never had things explained to me this way, and I really like it. I I guess this is kind of what you're talking about doing on your your website that you really break things down. I love it.
0: I think it's really important. So what happens is that... When you have that massive amounts of, of cortisol, it's actually telling your body, like, we're not safe, we need to re- we need to go run away from this bear. But the way that your gut functions, it has to be nice and rest and relaxed to digest. And it has like a, a timing kind of thing so that it goes down the GI tract. Mm-hmm. And so when you stress out, that kind of stops. And it's like you can't digest anything, which is why it's so hard uh, for people to like digest when they're running around doing things, or like, you know, I used to be a waitress, so I'd like eat over trash cans because it's like I only had two seconds to eat, Um, but your body can't digest it as well. And that the whole point of that is just saying that um, it causes problems with your gut bacteria and your gut bacteria is what functions in your GI systems to be able to have all these amazing styles of uh, uh, functioning and absorbing nutrients. Now, the other thing that's really important for your gut, you have 70 to 80% of your lymphoid tissues, which is your immune system located in your gut. So when your gut is not functioning, it's not working well enough, you actually end up having a lower immune system. So I say all that to say this (laughs) when you stress out because you're not you know having sex because you're not doing this because you're not doing that and you end up having gut issues which reduces your immune system when you have sex more often when you're relaxed when you're you know happy and you have all these endorphins your gut works so much better and therefore your immune system actually improves
1: that's amazing i mean all of it And, and even if you back up all the way to when you were talking about the serotonin and taking the ssri and it killing sex drive that's something that that I hear and I see other people saying every single day, you know, doctor put me on antidepressants, my testosterone's tanked, I've got no sex drive. And the way that you explained it, you know, that it's, it's keeping things around. And I, I'm assuming it's a similar cause with alcohol, right? You, you have trouble with um, arousal and orgasm or is it different?
0: That's a little different depending on what kind of alcohol you drink. So, if you are a big beer drinker, hops actually tanks t- testosterone. So, I find that people who, um, even when I was doing TRT with patients that they were huge beer drinkers, we just couldn't get their testosterone up. So, yeah. gluten free beers are very different, but um, but hops is a it's a huge huge thing. <clears throat> When it comes to spirits, a little bit different. Uh, that really just messes with your cognitive ability. So when you drink a lot of alcohol, uh, or I should say more frequently, uh, you're stressing out the body. Ton of inflammation. You're going to be fighting against your body making its appropriate amount of hormones. Um, and then it kind of depends on like what type of alcohol. Some people are allergic to like rye and barleys if they drink a lot of whiskeys. I mean, it kind of goes on and on. But yeah, yeah that's kind of the, the, the long and short of it.
1: <laughs> that's really cool. So that's all the questions I have. Is there anything that you're super passionate about that you just want everybody to know?
0: Oh, I love testosterone. (laughs) (laughs) I love talking about hormones. And I just really hope that whoever's out there listening to understand that um, integrative medicine is something that is not to be feared, or it's not to be like, it has so much to offer. And I, I think that a lot of people think that it's woo-woo medicine. And it's like, oh, well, you you're just going to be changing my diet. I'm like, you don't understand how important these kind of things are. So with that being said, uh, if you're looking for somebody to optimize, not just treat with you know medications and, and just kind of stop there, but truly optimize things and making sure that you have appropriate amounts of vitamin D levels to make sure that you have a good diet, that you're actually getting the appropriate uh, exercise for your body, because many times people over-exercise with the wrong kinds, um, it's going to take a toll on your efforts to have appropriate amounts of testosterone and making sure that you have things like appropriate amounts of estrogen. You know, we don't always need an estrogen blocker. However, sometimes there's natural things that you can use that'll just naturally reduce your estrogen levels so that you don't have to have those other side effects. So when it comes to that, just knowing that functional medicine, integrative medicine is uh, so helpful to, to make you a whole optimized being and not just looking specifically at your hormones or just specifically at your erectile dysfunction or just specifically at your testosterone, but you as a whole human being. So I hope that this kind of gives you guys hope in terms of looking for somebody that might be able to help you then more than just the testosterone.
1: Yeah. You remind me a lot of my primary care physician, my current primary care physician. Yeah. She's holistic medicine and she's a really great about looking at uh, everything. She's probably listening or will be listening to this. So hi, Rachel.
0: Fantastic. Hi, Rachel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. You've got tons of good insight and I'm going to keep following you on TikTok.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Faithful, Doc. I'm all over the place. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having
1: me on. No problem. Thank you, Doc. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community.